Legal discussion on tip today is brought to you in association with Lynch Solicitors Clan Mail on the web at lynchsolicitors.ie and at divorceinireland.com. And from Nina, we're linking with our Clan Mail studio to speak to John Lynch this morning. Good morning to you, John. Good morning, Fran. How are you? Uh, very well indeed, and good to talk to you today. You're going to talk to us about the referendum uh, that's coming up uh, on uh, Friday uh, about divorce and what exactly we're voting for in this referendum, John. Yes, yes, Fran. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, the, the different atmosphere that we have now from the 1995 referendum, mm. when you think of the margin that we had at that stage. But, I mean, it, there's been very little talk about it. Funnily enough, I'm usually asked by people when you come up to something like this, what exactly is it about? Yeah. And, um, I mean, there's two changes that they're proposing. The first, and funnily enough, the way that they're doing it is you vote yes or no on both changes. But the two changes, one is a kind of a tidy-up exercise to do with foreign divorces. And basically the problem with foreign divorces is that we didn't bring it in line when we introduced divorce in Ireland. We didn't bring our foreign divorce recognition criteria into line with the, the change. So that's really just a catch-up scenario, just to, to synchronise them, if you like. Mm. So there's, there's nothing hugely significant about that. It's literally just to tidy up as far as I would be concerned. The other one is more significant, if you like, because it's a change to the timetabling of a divorce. And I was listening on the radio to another station, I hasten to add. God forgive you. I know, I know. But <laughs> I, I was, there was a question being asked of the, literally the information campaign people, what exactly are we voting for insofar as are we being asked to change the constitution so that the requirement of four years switches to two or are we, do, are we being just asked to change it to allow a discretion in the uh, Aractus to change the time period and the answer is we're being asked to just change the terms of the constitution that gives the Aractus power to vary the time periods within which you can apply for a divorce. So that begs the question, does that mean that if somebody in 10 years' time or two years' time or whatever, in three months' time after this referendum, decided that we'd extend the period from four years to 10, could that happen? And the answer is yes, because effectively what you're doing is you're taking out the constitutional override to the Oireachtas and you're right, so the you're leaving it to part. our legislators essentially Ex- exactly so right yeah. and before we go on would you just tell yeah. us what the current regime is uh, John just for clarity yeah well the current regime is, is first of all constitutional we, we introduced a reform in, in 95 which basically said that to get a divorce in Ireland the constitution would permit it under if there were three criterion fulfilled number one that the parties were living separate and apart for a period of upwards of four years. Number two, that there was no prospect of reconciliation between the parties. And number three, that proper provision was made 
or would be made for the parties in the event of a breakup. They're the they're the kind of mm. they're the benchmarks. They're what the courts must take into account if they're going to grant a divorce. So the one that we're looking at at the moment in terms of change is taking out the number four and replacing it with the discretion to the Oireachtas to change that number. And the indication is from the government at the moment is that that number is going to be two, so it's going to remove it to two years. It raises some interesting questions. Funnily enough, I was reading, because I was going to talk about this, I was reading some of the publications or across the media comments on it, and as you might expect, one of the comments that one of the sources of a comment was the Catholic Church, interestingly enough. Now, they were mm. very vociferous, as you might, uh, as you might expect, uh, in, in this area, and they were at the, at the, on the last occasion. But the interesting thing is they picked up one of the kind of... The only thing that I felt strongly about on the last occasion as a solicitor, as a lawyer dealing in the area... One of the area, one of the issues that I have with divorce in our jurisdiction is that we have very f- poor resources to deal with it, and like all of these things, we've quite poor resources to deal with marriage. And we, when I say poor resources to deal with marriage, we, if you're going to introduce something like divorce into the into our jurisdiction, you should ensure that you have resourced it correctly. And one mm. of the the Irish, you mean like supports, John? Exactly. Supports exactly. advice, all of well, that. Well, I mean, yeah. what the Irish Catholic Bishops Council says, and I'm not in any way supporting one side or the other on this, but what they said was that they said the divorce represent the, the referendum as far as they were concerned, that one of the issues, the common good would be better served, they said, by supporting resourcing couples before and during marriage. Now, the interesting thing is that, you know, I think about six or eight months ago, uh, I was talking about the change that were required and that we needed in family law. Now, one of them, you might argue, is to shorten the time frame. But, you know, and I don't think it's one of the most critical changes that mm. one might advocate. I mean, the, the changes that were advocated by a previous minister, Shatter, when he was minister for justice, was that he was advocating a complete specialisation within this area of family law. So what he was saying was that he was going to introduce a specialised family law court where you'd have a situation where you had trained judges, you know, a trained, a completely trained team mm. dealing with it. Specialist and, people. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Which, is, which is consistent with what the uh, church, if you like, is advocating. Now, obviously, they're, they're also not advocating divorce. But, of course, yeah. But one of the interesting questions that arises with this is that if you look at the history of marital breakdown in Ireland and the way that we've dealt with it, before we introduced divorce, we introduced judicial separation. Now, judicial separation was simply acknowledging the fact that the marriage had broken down and putting some sort of a legal framework around it. So you weren't, I mean, as you as you remember and as we all remember, the big issue on divorce is the right to remarry. When you when we introduced judicial separation in this country, we simply ignored the right to remarry and dealt with the practicalities of the breakdown. And 
dealt with issues like proper provision. So when you're looking at introducing and shortening the time frame to two years, that really, from my point of view, looking at it as a lawyer in the area, you're kind of thinking to yourself, does this kind of mean the debt knell to judicial separation? So in other words, are we actually going in uh, in making this change Will this have the effect of tidying up the whole area uh, in the sense when I say tidying it, I mean streamlining it to simply divorce? Because, if you, you know, the question you ask me is what's the current status? I mean, the current status is that when you separate, you could have a separation agreement, which is literally just a legal contract saying we agree we're separated and dealing with the terms of it. You could also have a judicial separation, which is effectively where, uh, commonly, where one of the parties or either party can't agree and one of the parties then goes into court and the court puts a legal framework on it and says you are judicially separated. So, if you like, you're you're now looking at, at a judicial separation. The difference between a separation agreement and judicial separation kind of came to the fore very early on because the question that was asked was if you have a separation agreement, can you have a judicial separation? And the court said, no, you can't have both. They're a neither-or situation because it wouldn't make sense, if you like, for the judiciary Mm. to override what is an agreement between the parties. The only thing I'd see there by way of a a question to you, John, would be if somebody from an ethical point of view didn't want a divorce and yet needed a separation. Mm. Um, Is there anything in that? Well, you see, the thing about it is that ethics doesn't, uh, no more than right and wrong and who, you know, for what reason did the marriage break down and the whole area fall. To a certain extent, when you introduce ethics, you introduce fault into the situation. And when mm. you're dealing with divorce, we have a no-fault system in Ireland. Right. So, yeah. you're, you're, you know, it's not like the American hedge system, you know, the fellow that you see the picture of the fellow with the photo, with the camera and the hedge trying sure. to take photographs. Yeah. We don't have that situation in Ireland. I mean, the only, the only possible input that conduct has in a uh, separation scenario. Now, by the way, just to to make sure that I'm not confusing the situation, if you have a judicial separation, that can be grounded on conduct and Mm. conduct could be relevant. But if you're talking about divorce, divorce in Ireland is a no-fault situation. So if you don't want your divorce, for example, on ethical reasons or for religious reasons or just simply don't want to go into the process of divorce, under the Irish system, it's not something that you can uh, block. You can't block a divorce. If somebody decides on the other side for whatever reason that they want to get a divorce, you you can't stop it. The second, oh, I didn't realise that. You don't yeah. need the two parties to be in no, agreement. You, you don't. You don't. Ah. You don't need the agreement of both parties, because effectively, if you go back to your first question, which is, you know, what is, what is the existing criteria within the constitution? The constitution simply says number one irretrievable breakdown or that there's no prospect of reconciliation. So if one of the parties wants a divorce and the other party doesn't want a divorce, there isn't a prospect there of of conciliation. Will you stay with me, John, because I need to take uh, a a break and we'll be back with uh, John Lynch from Lynch Solicitors in just a moment. If it matters to you, it matters to us. Call TIP today on 1-800-938-007. 
And uh, we're live from Nina today. We're going back to John Lynch, who was in uh, Clonmel. Uh, John, could I just put it to you again for clarity that if we vote yes in the referendum, um, it's a constitutional change, isn't that it? But it, it doesn't mean to say that immediately anything will kick in. Exactly, yeah. They need to pass legislation for yeah. it to kick in, exactly. Right, yeah. so we're just giving them the ability to pass that legislation. Yeah. You've remo- you're removing the constitutional override on the the, the Oireachtas that enables them just to determine the time frame. Right, so and if we vote no, John? If you vote no, then the override stays there and it's four years. The minimum of four years. Locked in under the Constitution, exactly. And and, and that can't be changed. Now, if we do vote yes then, I mean, I presume all the basic issues will be the the same as we've often discussed. Well, exactly, yeah. I mean, funny... uh, Gillian, you know Gillian Armani in the of office. Course, yeah. She was she she gave an interview there to the Times. I think it was published over the weekend, and they had a feature that basically headed with the with the the headline: "Easier divorce, same old problems." And I mean that is the issue. You see, you would hope that you know following this. I mean, change. I think this is a lot more subtle as a change than than might be first viewed, if you Mm. know what I mean, because it could have, you know, a very good effect on the situation. But as as you were saying, the problem is that all the problems that we've discussed in the past aren't going to go away unless they're addressed. And I mean, you know, funnily, one of the kind of headings, I don't know, do you remember it? But at the time, I remembered it when I saw it, so I'm not going to pretend that I remembered it now. But when I read through some of the the internet materials on the last one, the 95 referendum, one of the things was a low divorce, bye-bye daddy, daddy. vote no. And the bye-bye daddy side of it immediately kind of triggers the whole issue of access and children Mm. and whether that has been addressed. And you would have to say that it hasn't been addressed properly at all because, you know, if you look at, you know, you and I had a conversation during the year about, you know, the whole area of access and custody and the father's rights, etc. Not necessarily to get into that argument, but I mean, one of the things that they advocated or said that needed to be done, and one of the reasons that they were they were advocating that a no vote on the last occasion was that you needed to apply resources to help this situation and ensure that if you're going to introduce the divorce. Now, the funny thing about it was I was looking at the stats. I mean, interestingly enough, over the last number of years, we are the lowest divorce rate, uh, you know, jurisdiction within the European Union, which I think is, 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 has borne, you know, true from what the arguments were at the time that people were saying that, you know, there wasn't going to be a huge call out. But I do think that, you know, I was at a conference there a couple of years ago where you were talking to judges who were dedicated judges, i.e. they were, they were family law judges, and you, by just simply talking to them, you knew that the system that they were applying, they had a full team around them, you know, social workers, lawyers, mediators, you know, they had the full panoply of help that was required to make a very difficult situation work. And again, if you go back to the other scenario which has been advocated 
on the no side, if you can say it's the no side on this, is that, you know, you need to apply resources to education. And I don't think anybody mm. would dispute the fact that I think I was, again, I was listening to another radio station and they were talking about some uh, development that, uh, not a development, but something that was tried in the US and has now been tried in the UK where you have quite a number of people who are, if you like, um, exercised about you know the new social media issues that we have and the inability to communicate and the fact that they have to actually start teaching people how to communicate. So if you can imagine that if they're making if they're introducing initiatives to deal with something as fundamental as social interaction, how that will drill down into the whole area of family law and if people are going into relationships and they're not able to to deal with those relationships, you know. You know, I'm not, I'm not in, in any way scaremongering out, but I'm saying Yeah, but it doesn't bore well for the future, does it? No, it doesn't, but it does mean that we need to start seriously looking at, you know, these areas, you know, more than just simply changing the time frame. We need to change the attitude. We need to change, you know, the whole ethos around divorce. Yeah. A couple know. of interesting questions in on, on, on the text about this. I mean, one, one person, very, <laughs> very basic question, I suppose, in other words, why not leave it alone? Well, if you leave it alone, you, you make it four years. And you yeah. leave it at four years. If you, if you, the, the argument for leaving it alone or not leaving it alone or for changing it, I think the argument for changing it came from uh, our family law uh, minister, who isn't the minister for justice. And uh, the reason that I think, I think now, and based on her, what she has said, uh, the reason for it is that there's to simplify the mechanism that's there at the moment so that, you right. know, if you're if, you know, you're not going to deal with a whole load of different ways to do the same to deal with the same problem. Right. And Father, Father Burns, who is the uh, PP in Port Tumna, was on to us mm. to say, he says this referendum is not just a reduction of four years to two years, it is the removing uh, the, removing the decision um, from, from the Constitution and giving it to the government of the day. Correct. And that, that is basically true, isn't it? Correct. No, he's yeah. right. I mean, yeah. The Constitution, as I said, is an override. If if you take it out of the Constitution and you give it to the Oireachtas, you're basically giving it to the government at the time. So, right. So, so that's it. Um, in terms of proper provision and all of those things, again that we talked of, none of that changing. And and no, I, I, no. I think people. And you're right. I don't think there's been enough. It's been overshadowed by local elections and, of course, by European elections. And I'm not sure there's been enough discussion on it because ordinary people, even thoughtful people out there are saying, well, what really is this about? It doesn't affect proper uh, provision or any of the things that we would normally talk about. No, no, no. it doesn't. Okay. It's literally, but as I said to you, it's quite subtle because it's what it's doing, I think, and my prediction on it, and I think I said this to you during the year, my prediction on it is what it will do is if you reduce... Uh, divorce to two years, you will remove judicial separation, you will possibly reduce the amount of separation agreements and they're few enough anyway. So you're mm. literally going to streamline the system. So if there, if you're going to streamline, I mean, it's, it's a pity to a certain extent that there weren't, now you can't do it within this context because it's a referendum but it's a pity that when they're going to start changing the two years why they wouldn't also do things like introduced fast track so what I mean by that is let's say you have 
a mediated agreement between the parties or a separation agreement. But let's say the parties are happy to say, look, listen, we've agreed everything, mm. the family home has sorted, we've sorted the kids, that you can't just simply go in on what is a very inexpensive fast track approach to it so that right. it's you take out the stress the time and you know the, uh, right and again i'm just concerned about clarity john when yes, you speak about two years there that's not what people are voting about but the government has given us an indication correct. that in legislation correct. Correct. that it will end up correct. at a two year what situation doing, is that it exactly what you're voting for is the power of the legislature to change the time period, the indication from Fine Gael is that it's going to be two years. They're going to move right. to two years. John, it's always a pleasure, and I'm sorry it's not face-to-face today, not but it was very good of you to join us at a, a different time. But we'll be back to what we laughingly call normal uh, okay. next week. But thanks thanks very much indeed for Thank that, you, John. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good morning to you. Bye-bye. That's uh, our own John Lynch there from Lynch Solicitors in uh, Clonmel.